What's up, Seekers of Strength? Welcome to another enlightening episode of Gathering Strength, the podcast where we embark on a journey to uncover the secrets of resilience, spirituality, and personal growth. I'm your host, Ruby Rube, and today we dive into a topic that resonates with every human soul. Are you a human? Do you have a soul? Then this episode is undoubtedly going to resonate with you. So Mira, come on, wrap your minds around this. As we explore the relentless trials of an Iron Man, we're going to unveil the parallels between physical endurance and the battles we face within ourselves every day. How can the Iron Man journey be a metaphor for life, pushing us to overcome self-doubt and strive for greatness. But wait, there's more. We're also going to dive into the metaphorical armor of spirituality provided by biblical text as we're going to examine the virtues that fortify our souls. How does truth, righteousness, and faith act as shields against the arrows of adversity? And what role does prayer play in connecting us with the divine during our most trying moments? Come on, let's go join me. We're going to unravel the mysteries of why our enemies want us weak and how our collective strength becomes a beacon not only for ourselves, but for the world. Can the fusion of the Iron Man journey and spiritual wisdom empower us to be resilient and united in the face of adversity? So, my my dear fellow seekers of strength, fasten your seatbelts, put on your swim wetsuit, and hop on your bike, and put on your marathon shoes. Put it all on. Put on all that gear. Because we're going to prepare for a thought-provoking exploration in this episode of Gathering Strength. Your journey to understanding, it begins now! First part of wisdom that I'm going to impart on you is by Warren Buffett. Man, because I need to set the table on what you going to learn today. And it's one of my favorite quotes. Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of all time, he said that the more you learn, the more you earn. And by golly, you are going to learn today. You already know I want you to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger via 1974 as he was competing and dominating in the Mr. Olympia Bodybuilding Championships. That's right. I want you jacked. I want you to have the buff body, the buff mind, the buff spirit, and the buff bank. Because life, it is heavy, and we're not always going to have a spot. Luckily for you, I got your back. Now that we're all warmed up and ready to get into it, let's get into it. Now, when I embarked on this Ironman journey, I had the option to, you know, join a triathlon club, hire a coach, find a mentor, this and that. But I was like, nah, I'm not going to do any of that. (laughs) Despite, you know, um, wisdom that would 
lead other people to be like, hey, if you want to complete it, hire a coach. Yeah, this and that. But I was like, man, I don't want a coach. Primarily for the reason, you know, there's a bunch of reasons, but I simply don't like being told what to do. And another reason was I didn't want anyone to take any credit away from my true source of power, my true source of wisdom, my true source of, man, life. I wanted my Iron Man journey to be a reflection of my connection with God. I wanted it to be a celebration of the journey that I have traversed the place that I started from to ultimately crossing that finish line. It was a hard path. The Iron Man, you know, it's not the end all, be all. It's just another little stepping stone into, I don't know, something else, whatever else I'm, I'm, I'm going to be getting into. But I didn't sign up for the, for any triathlon groups or clubs or this and that because I wanted to figure it out on my own and I wanted to give all the glory to God, to Jesus Christ. And I wanted to be like, man, I wanted to use this as a testimony for, you know, ultimately when I did cross that finish line, I wanted to give the glory to God because if if I would have never surrendered my life and made the declaration to give it all, all my problems, all my hardships, all of my suffering, all of my powerlessness, all of my fleshly desires, if I would have never accepted Jesus Christ into my life, I would be a whole other man right now. And I can only imagine what type of person that dude would be. All I know is that I would be much weaker mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, and I would not, man, be doing the things that I would consider to be pretty awesome. I, I wouldn't be doing any of this stuff. I'd be, man, just doing the complete opposite. The complete opposite, literally, figuratively, metaphorically, and every other type of way you can measure someone doing the opposite. That's me. Doing the complete opposite, but because I went down this journey, did all the things that I just mentioned, I have been able to reap a harvest and, you know, this is my opportunity to give the big ups to the big man upstairs for, you know, giving, giving me the life, giving me the, the goals, the desires, the purpose, and then ultimately, hopefully, to shine a little light in some dark areas of other people's lives because... You know, I'm, I'm no different from anybody else. I'm just a guy. I'm just a dude, an everyday guy. And if I can overcome the adversities that I have experienced in my life, not only in the Ironman, but just everyday life, if I can endure that and overcome it, then, of course, other people can too. Now, it's just going to take a little bit of insight, a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of prayer and push-ups and getting after it you're gonna have to run far literally figuratively metaphorically and therefore hey you know what you're gonna need to learn how to catch your breath and recover on some of these long runs 
Now, because I have been able to solve some of my own problems, part of the inspiration for creating this podcast, Gathering Strength, is to share some of the things that have helped me overcome the adversity. Now, when you start to reflect on your life and you start to you know, believe in God and you believe in the fundamental teachings of Christianity, then you understand that there is a dark energy out there. There's Satan. There's the devil out there. And guess what? He wants to take and rob and keep you in bondage. He wants to lock you up in a dark place and just keep you separated from everything, from everything beautiful. There's no, there's no darker place than making your own hell. And hey, hell is a bottomless pit. It can always get worse. And you know whether it is the the yin to the yang, the darkness to to the light, to our indomitable spirits, our enemies, undoubtedly, they want us weak. And when you embark on, you know, a a journey such as a marathon or particularly, this is Iron Man week. If you embark on that Iron Man and you do it right, you know, um, my version of right is going to be different from your version of right. But if you do it right, you undoubtedly are going to become stronger mentally, physically spiritually and that's going to permeate in every aspect of your your life now i'm going to be intertwining uh the iron man with the righteous armor that is provided us within the biblical text and also intertwining you know why our enemies they they want to keep us weak and how the iron man Going through that transformative journey empowers us to be able to fight back against our own formidable foe. And you know what? The Our most formidable foe is that person staring back at us in the mirror. So we have ourselves as our worst enemies, and then, man, compounded on top of all of the other malarkey that the other haters are going to be piling on top of us. Now, why do our enemies seek to weaken us? Why do our enemies want us weak? Why does the devil want us weak? Now, it is a question that demands our understanding for in grasping its essence, we can discern the intricate interplay between strength, vulnerability, and the human condition. Now, in order to dive into this question, we must embark on a journey that takes us through the Iron Man trials of endurance, the spiritual armor of biblical text, and the forces that shape our world today. Now, in doing so, We're going to unearth the profound reasons behind the desire to see us weakened and how our collective strength is not only a shield for ourselves, but a beacon of light for the rest of everyone who is bearing witness to our greatness. Now, as we commence our exploration by venturing into the realm 
of the Ironman Triathlon, first you need to know what that entails. Why is that such, such a big deal? Well, it's a monumental test of human resolve and tenacity. It's a daunting combination of a 2.4-mile swim, a 112-mile bike ride, and a full marathon spanning 26.2 miles. And it is more than a physical feat. Nope, it is an odyssey into the depths of human endurance. Now, the Ironman journey, I propose, it serves as a metaphor for life itself. Much like the heroic warriors of old, we often find ourselves embroiled in inner conflicts, wrestling with self-doubt and striving for self-improvement. And much like an Ironman athlete preparing for battle, preparing for race day, we too must equip ourselves with the virtues and tools necessary to weather the tribulations of our existence. Ephesians 6, it says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Ephesians 6, verse 11. Now, what's the armor of God? Well, you go and learn, and I'm going to intertwine that with my journey and the Iron Man. Like I said before, it's much more than just a race. <laughs> On the contrary. Um, everyone is going to have their own guiding light that propels them across their own proverbial finish line. But mine, man, I went deep on it. The armor of spirituality. We're going to dive into the metaphorical armor of spirituality, a construct woven from the threads of biblical text, which offers guidance not only throughout the Ironman voyage, but also in navigating the complex landscape of human existence. While you're on your Ironman journey, you're going to need some gear. Far from the wetsuit, the bike, the clip-on shoes, the GPS monitoring system, the heart monitor, the Garmin wristwatch, the gels, the running shoes. You're going to need the belt of truth. What's that? Yeah, you probably won't see that in any triathlon magazine, but it's something that I had to fasten on every single day. As the heart of personal growth lies honestly with oneself. Much like a warrior's belt that secures their armor, truth binds our actions and intentions in harmony, ensuring that we, we remain resolute in our quest for self-improvement. Now, hey, at the heart of your own personal growth lies honesty with yourself. One of the words or the phrases or the concepts that really resonated with me is self-deception. The ability to lie to yourself. What a fascinating concept, right? You can actually lie to yourself. Woo! Go ahead and dig into that for a little bit and see where you are lying to yourself about things in your life. 
And that's that's when you start to face some hard truths. And when you're out there on your Iron Man journey, if you do it right, you're going to receive some clarity. You're going to be able to listen to that still, small voice. Because, man, you're out there just by yourself. Probably in the dark. So the only thing that you have to, to keep you company is that still, small voice. A.K.A. Man, potentially... That belt of truth. So there you are with your belt of truth securely fastened around your waist. Next, you're going to need to put on your breastplate of righteousness. Now, upholding moral principles and unwavering integrity serves as a defensive wall against the arrows of dishonesty and immorality. It safeguards the sanctity of our inner selves. Now, this is important to put on because I find that the farther I go and the easier that that distance is, it's going to be based on how clear my conscience is. Now, let's say, for example, I am neglecting something in my life. I don't know. Maybe I I have an argument with a person or my wife or my kids or just something is just irking me, right? Now, I found that if I step out the door with, you know, that inharmonious moment, then I'm going to be spending the duration of that time if I can't get over it just kind of beating myself up. I'm going to be like, man, you know what? I should have acted differently, blah, 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 yada, yada. So in order to prevent that, I took a little ounce of prevention and I started to act right. I started to nip things in the bud. I started to implement de-escalation tactics so that I'm not leaving training stressed because, man, I want to go far. And I found that When I'm all stressed out from not acting morally right based upon my own, you know, uh, marks that I should be meeting and hitting. When I was falling short, man, that stressed me out and it took away uh, very valuable energy. And it made my load even all that much more heavier. Now, if you feel weighed down by your burdens of life. Well, you need to reflect on your integrity. Are you doing the right things even when nobody is looking? Now, you're not always going to be perfect. You are going to take some shortcuts that seem advantageous in the moment. But man, you know what? You're ultimately going to pay in the end because man, those arrows of adversity, they'll hit their mark every single time. And how much of a hell is made when you see that it is yourself slinging your own arrows at yourself. So it's like, come on, man. Sheesh. When you have that breastplate of righteousness on, it safeguards against the sanctity of your inner self. Next, we need to put on the gospel of peace. This is going to be similar to the stability granted by a warrior's boot. Peace provides us with an unwavering foundation, enabling us to traverse life's tempestuous waters with resilience and grace. 
And if you are, you know, cut, making those shortcuts, not acting right, uh, you know, just being a dickhead all day, you know, for me personally, I, I found that it made training all that much more harder. So, man, I needed to get everything aligned and in tune in order to, you know, be able to go at an Ironman distance. The shield of faith. That's next. Faith, whether in ourselves or a higher purpose, becomes our steadfast defense against the relentless barrage of self-doubt and skepticism. Now, I was putting my faith in my higher power of the Christianity foundational belief system. Um, If you don't have a, a particular faith and your shrine to Joe DiMaggio or your lucky rabbit's foot is not, you know, coming in clutch when you need it the most, hey man, try out the Christianity. I'm sure it, it'll look good on you. So there we have on our belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith. Next, we need to put on the helmet of salvation. Now, this protective headgear guards our minds from the cacophony of negativity, serving as a reminder of our unlimited purpose, even when we are confronted with life's most formidable challenges. That's right. The haters are going to hate. Doubt is going to creep into your mind. But luckily for you, you have on the helmet of salvation, so you can just walk up right up to that negativity and you can just headbutt it and just break its nose and send it cowering back to hell where it came from good thing you have on that helmet of salvation next you're gonna need something to stab with hey i'm gonna recommend the sword of the spirit now wisdom and discernment guide our actions, empowering us to take informed choices and vanquish the formidable obstacles strewn across life's path. That's right. Where you're going, it's going to be dangerous. You know, whether it's just in your daily life, a weekend adventure, or on an Ironman journey. Don't forget your sword. And the sword, that is your wisdom and discernment. And it's going to guide your actions. Next is prayer. Our silent yet formidable ally. Prayer acts as a conduit to the divine. Bestowing solace and strength when our own wells of resilience seem to run dry. Yep. You know, prayer, it's one of those things. It's similar to like a push-up. You do one or two or ten And it's like, all right, I feel pumped up a little bit. But, you know, in time, that pump goes down and then you're back to your flaccid, flabby muscles. But, hey, good for you. You can pray all day. You can do your push-ups every day. And that's something that, you know, the philosophy of small daily goals add up to big results over time. Well, small daily prayers add up to big results over time as well. So get on your knees, say your prayers, and you don't even need to get on your knees. You could just be driving in your car, having a conversation with the divine. 
you know, because ultimately that's going to help you create a connection with God. And when your your own well of resilience seems to run dry, hey, pray for some more strength. That's how it works. Now, I knew that I was going to be getting physically stronger embarking on this Ironman journey, but I didn't know that it was going to bring me closer to God. Now, how does the Ironman journey facilitate a deeper connection with God or, you know, someone's spirituality? Now, in unpacking this question, we're going to unearth profound insights into the human condition. Prayerful preparation. It is during the crucible of training that many athletes turn to prayer or meditation. This introspective time serves to enhance one's spirituality as athletes seek guidance, strength, and unwavering perseverance. Now, let me ask you this question. When you are embarking on a 75-mile cycling session, or if you're going to be swimming in the ocean alone, man, you might want to say your prayers before that. Hey, Dear God, please don't let me get eaten by a shark today. Dear God, please don't let me crash my bike. Dear God, please don't let me smash into a freaking semi-truck. Dear God, please don't let me pull a hammy on this run. You're going to be saying all sorts of prayers. Um, Or at, at least, you know, that's something that I was doing. And, man, I found strength in that. Essentially, all my prayers were answered. I didn't drown. I didn't get eaten by a shark. I avoided semi-trucks. And not once did I pull a hammy. So, man, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Facing limitations. The Iron Man, in all its unrelenting demands, compels individuals to confront their limitations. This journey fosters humility and a profound reliance on a higher power for the adequate strength and endurance. Gratitude and Perspective The trials of training and competition nurture a profound sense of gratitude for one's body and life itself. In doing so, spirituality is fortified. Some of the thoughts that frequently were in my mind as I was training or going through the Ironman race itself was gratitude. Man, and you know what? I created a podcast episode talking about how gratitude is a superpower. Now, it would be impossible to list all of the things that I was grateful for, but one of the many things that I was grateful for that I kept in the forefront of my mind was my physical strength. Just the capability of being able to physically embark on this journey. Man, just simply to be able to get out of bed on my own merit without needing help. And then, hey, being able to stretch my body, honoring my muscles, honoring my courage, honoring everything, honoring my strength. Man, you have to be super strong to be able to, you know, just... Simply go out through the basic task of your day. We take for granted the strength that it requires to be able to, hey, twist to wipe our own butts after dropping a deuce or being able to stand up from, you know, sitting down on the toilet. Man, that is a luxury. And we take that for granted. Now, because 
showing gratefulness and gratitude, appreciation for all of the little things. Man, like I said, it's impossible to list all of the things I was grateful for. But when you're when you are embarking on that Ironman journey and you are really fostering a sense of spirituality, of a positive mindset, you have time to think about all of those things that you're grateful for. From the shoes, from the money that you earned to buy the shoes, to the people who constructed your shoes, to the people who, man, just everybody. You're like, man, I'm thankful for this bike path that I'm cycling on. I'm thankful for the pool guy who purified this water for me to swim in. Man, I'm thankful for everything. And... When you start to really reflect on all of the blessings that you have in your life, man, you become overwhelmed with joy. And when you embark in that endurance world, one of the ways to get you through, you know, to cross that finish line is to think about everything that you have. It's it's awesome, man. You know, it, it makes me feel good just thinking about all of the things that I have and you know, trying to find and unearth all of the things that I'm blind to. Sheesh, and then appreciating that. Hey, man, thanks. I'm standing literally on the shoulders of giants. And because of them, I'm seeing much further. And that is such a blessing. Going down that list is community and support. The diverse Ironman community, drawn from a myriad of backgrounds and beliefs, becomes a crucible for reinforcing one's spiritual values. Shared experiences of triumphs and tribulations unite us in our humanity. Now, I was, you know, looking for a group of like-minded individuals to, you know, foster that sense of community, but man... I fell short. I didn't, you know, find anyone who was doing the things that I was doing. I tried to reach out to a couple of groups just to, hey, maybe go on a few rides and this and that. But, man, they they just lived too far away. It would take me, I don't know, 40 minutes to get to their area and then 40 minutes back. I'm like, man, that's a lot of time right there. That's an hour and 20 minutes. In that amount of time, I could, man, run almost nine miles, 10 miles in an hour and 20 minutes. I'm like, man, I'd rather just run an hour and or, or 10 miles by myself and just be done with the workout. But along that journey, I did find, you know, people online who were posting their workouts and sharing their stories. And that was something that really motivated me. And while my main source of motivation was intrinsically within me, it felt good to know that there was other people out there getting some, going after it. So, continuing on to moments of transcendence. Now, athletes frequently recount experiencing moments of flow. Now, I created a podcast episode specifically talking about flow, the flow state or transcendence. Now, this is a a state similar to a communion with the divine and a profound connection with the world. Now, 
there are many opportunities for you to experience that flow state training for an Ironman. Whether it is in the pool, the bike, or running, or stretching, man, there's so many opportunities for you to dive into and experience that flow state. And the flow state, man, it feels great. It is something where you feel like, you know, the the hard effort that you're putting in, it just seems easy. Time goes by super fast. You're not thinking about anything other than being in tune with your breath, the activity, and all of your senses. And there you are. Bada boom, bada bing. You're in that flow state. And if you're not participating in a activity that fosters a flow state, man, I would encourage you to find something where you can immerse yourself in flow state. Now, dig into my podcast catalog and I talk about what the flow state is, how to get into the flow state, and you can compound your knowledge with that knowledge, with this knowledge, and you can put them together. And next thing you know, you're in that flow state, swimming in your in your thong bikini, overcoming adversity. Now, conquering the physical and mental challenges of an Ironman journey becomes a metaphor for surmounting life's most formidable obstacles, reaffirming faith in our innate cap- uh, capacity to persevere, setting personal goals. Aligning athletic aspirations with spiritual values bestows upon us a compass, guiding us towards a life of greater purpose and fulfillment. Now, I'm going to talk about the parable of talents and its significance in aligning our talents and abilities with personal goals. Now, the parable of talent is a story from the New Testament found in the book of Matthew 25 uh, 14 through 30. Now, in this parable, a master entrusts his servants with a varying amount of money, and the money was called talents. Uh, and he bestowed upon them uh, the, the money, the talents, before embarking on a journey. Now, to one servant, he gave five talents. To another, two talents. To a third, he gave one talent. The master expects the servants to manage and invest these talents wisely. In his absence. Now, the first two talents, or the first two servants uh, entrusted with five and two talents respectively, invest the money shrewdly and double their initial amounts. When the master returns, he praises their diligence and he rewards them. However, the third servant, who had received one talent, he buries it in the ground, fearing the master's reaction. Now, this parable. It has profound lessons and it lies within the rewards and consequences of the servant's actions. It underscores several key points. Number one is going to be utilizing talents. The servants who received more talents didn't hoard them. They actively invested and put their abilities to work. This highlights the importance of making the most of our talents and not letting them go to waste. Number two is going to be responsibility. The master expects the servants to be responsible stewards of what they have been given. This mirrors life's expectations. We are entrusted with resources, skills, and opportunities, and how we manage them matters. 
risk and reward. The servants who took their calculated risk and put effort into their investments were rewarded. This aligns with the idea that pursuing personal goals often requires stepping out of one's comfort zone and taking risk. Number four, consequences of inaction. The third servant's inaction and fear led to his talent being taken away. This reminds us that failing to use our talents can lead to missed opportunities and regrets. Now, in the context of personal development and goal setting, the parable emphasizes the importance of recognizing and utilizing our innate talents and abilities. It encourages us to take calculated risk and invest our efforts wisely in pursuing our objectives. Just as the servants were rewarded for their diligent efforts, the parable suggests that by harnessing our talents and aligning them with personal goals, we can achieve significant accomplishments and personal growth. It serves as a reminder that each of us possess unique abilities and it's our responsibility to make the most of them to fulfill our potential and contribute positively to the world. Now, in conclusion, my fellow seekers of strength, we have journeyed through the realms of endurance, faith, and personal growth guided by the crucible of the Iron Man, the spiritual armor of biblical text, and the fundamental question of why our adversaries desire our weaknesses. We have unearthed profound insights, but now let us distill these revelations into a powerful conclusion. In the crucible of the Ironman Triathlon, we discover that the pursuit of excellence is a journey that mirrors the battles within ourselves. Just as Ironman athletes dedicate themselves to relentless preparation and face their own doubts, we too must be prepared to equip ourselves with virtues and resilience to navigate the challenges of life. The spiritual armor woven from the tapestry of biblical text taught us the importance of truth, righteousness, faith, and wisdom in our lives. These virtues serve as our shields and swords fortifying our spirits as we strive towards our personal goals and moral principles. We also ventured into the profound connection between the Iron Man journey and our spirituality. Through moments of transcendence, facing limitations, and the camaraderie of the Ironman community, we discovered how adversity can be a conduit to a deeper spiritual connection. And then we also dived into biblical insights. For example, the, the lessons of the parable of talents. Now, all of these served as guiding stars on our journey. Now, you have some talents that you have been given by God, by the universe, or maybe your your shrine to Joe DiMaggio. Maybe you were getting your powers from your shrine from Joe DiMaggio. Either way, you have talents, you have skills, you need to use them, you need to invest in your personal overall well-being. Don't let those go to waste because, man, it is your moral obligation to use your talents to not only uplift yourself, but to help push and pull others up from their own proverbial pits of hell. Now, embracing this wisdom, we have the power to rise above adversity, to utilize our unique talents, and to align them harmoniously with the pursuit of our own personal goals. 
For when we choose strength over weakness, unity over division, and action over inaction, we not only protect ourselves, but also become beacons of hope and inspiration to the world. So my dear seekers of strength, let us remember that the desire to weaken us comes from the fear of our strength. By embracing our inner strength, harnessing our talents, and adhering to our principles, we stand resolute in the face of adversity and we become agents of positive change in a world hungry for resilience, unity, and unwavering commitment. As we continue our individual journeys of growth and self-discovery, let us gather strength not only for ourselves but for the greater good. Our voyage towards wisdom and personal growth never truly ends. It is a lifelong pursuit, a pursuit that echoes through the ages and remains eternally relevant. Thank you so much for joining me on this enlightening expedition. And may your path be illuminated with the enduring light of knowledge, strength, and purpose. Don't forget to give me a like. Give me a subscribe. Give me a follow. Give me, give me, give me. And in return, I'm going to continue to give you awesome podcast content. Until next time, it's onward. Always onward.